The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast. Ed Valentine of Big Blue View here, coming to you the day after the New York Giants lost another football game that they should have won, falling 17-14 to on Sunday to the Atlanta Falcons to fall to 0-3. Giants lost Blake Martinez for the season to a torn ACL, saw Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard go out of the game with hamstring injuries. So the bad news, the bad football just keeps on piling up for the Giants. And here to uh, to help me break it all down and try to make some sense of the misery is Patricia Trena of Giants Country and Locked On Giants. Patty, how you doing this morning? Well, the good news is, Ed, is that I got some sleep, and so that energy that got sucked out of me yesterday is is restored. So I'm I'm ready to face the day. Oh, talk about energy getting sucked out! I think I turned to you right before halftime on Sunday when the when the Falcons took a seven to six lead, and this was as energetic a crowd as it was a it was a full house. Tons and tons of Blue Giants jerseys, lots of number 10s for Eli Manning's you know, retirement ceremony slash you know, ring of honor ceremony. As excited as I've seen the place in quite a while. And as soon as Atlanta scored, you could have just heard a pin drop. Yeah, this team has a way of sucking the energy out of people. I'll tell you, I mean... It was a one o'clock game. As you know, I am a big, big fan of one o'clock games. I love them. But when I got home Sunday, I was like, I was drained. I was ready to go to bed and I stayed up. I did some work, but I ended up going to bed, you know, around 1230 was when I finished up my work and I could have gone longer. I probably should have gone a little longer, but I just, I couldn't do it. I, I didn't trust myself, but, but yeah, it was, it was a disappointing showing by this team. Um, you know, I hate to say that people are used to it by now, but every time it just it just seems like they find another way to lose. And oh, this year Patty. was particularly frustrating. Let this one one last point here was particularly frustrating is that they're 
losing the same way. It seems every week, bad coaching decisions, not finishing, lack of opportunities, mistakes. It's just, it's disheartening. It is really disheartening, Patty. I, I have to admit, I entered training camp. I went through the off season and entered training camp feeling somewhat better about this team, feeling like I thought in the second year of the Joe judge era with what I thought, you know, looked like a pretty good off season. I thought this team was pointed in the right direction. I thought we would see somewhere around 500 football, you know, maybe, maybe eight and nine, maybe nine and eight, some, you know, somewhere in there. I thought we would see signs that this franchise was finally, finally pointed in the right direction. And it's very, very disappointing to see 0-3, to see a missed opportunity here in what was probably the softest part of their schedule until maybe the end of the season. But you know, tell me if, if you see this the same way, Patty, the, the most disheartening thing is that it's the same thing week after week. It's two weeks in a row of mistakes, bad football, bad situational football, wasted timeouts, wasted opportunities. Joe Judge for what is almost a year and a half now has talked about week to week improvement and and I'm sorry, sooner or later, it's got to show results on the field. And I'm just not seeing it. No one is. No one is. You know, I mean, if you really want to drill down, you could say, OK, maybe Andrew Thomas has looked good. He's been a bright spot, but there hasn't been a whole lot to be excited about. And you're right. You know, Joe Judge, we knew right from the get go because he told us, he said, look, I'm never going to talk bad. I'm not going to throw anybody on, under the bus and that's fine. But at the same time, don't sit there and tell the paying customers all's calm, remain, you know, all's well, remain calm. We're heading in the right direction because sooner or later, you know, Ben McAdoo did that. Pat Shermer did that. And where did it get them? And I'm not saying Joe judge is, is either of those guys. I think he's a better head coach, but at some point, you know, you preach discipline, you talk about toughness, you talk about, you know, sound decision-making. You, you're right. You have to show that at some point, and they haven't done that yet. No, and, and I'll tell you, Patty, there were, I don't know if it was John Mara, but there were two overturned garbage cans outside of John Mara's suite after the game on Sunday that, that pretty much summarized the, the way that everybody felt at the end of the game. And I don't know if I've ever seen anything in MetLife Stadium like the sound of Evan Ingram getting cheered for coming out of a game, which just tells you that not only are Giants fans done with Ingram, but they're just done with this team at this point. There's just no faith. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the attendance looks like the next home game. Now, they are on the road for the next two weeks. They've got the Saints and Dallas. If they go, if they lose those two games, which is a very big possibility at this rate, I suspect MetLife Stadium is going to be empty for that next home game. And, and it's just, it's, it's a shame. It really is because last year, 
you know, there was reason to be optimistic and the fans couldn't be there and enjoy it in person because of the pandemic. And this year they were finally welcomed back. And what are they welcome back to? The same crap that we saw in 2019. Yeah. You know, it's funny because you and I sat there and we sat behind a, a very, very incredibly uptight Paul Dottino on, on Sunday and the three of us just kept saying, this is Eli Manning's day. This is a celebration. The Giants can't screw this up, can they? But we should have known. These are the Giants. And over the last decade, they've, they've managed to screw up just about everything. So we should have seen that coming. I just don't know how it ends or where it ends. Patty, do you? I wish I knew I have, you know, I, I signed on this morning and I I had emails from, from despondent listeners and readers. And then I checked my YouTube channel for, for locked on. And I, I saw a record number of comments to start the day and, and all from people who are just absolutely disgusted. And I don't have words to comfort you guys. I wish I did, but I feel, you know, I see what you guys are seeing. I share in your frustrations and I just wish I had answers for you. I mean, I can take guesses and say, this is how it should be, or this is how I would do it. But what does my opinion count in the grand scheme of things? The Giants are going to do what they want to do. You know, I was bothered last night. Joe Judge came into his press conference. I went down and I sat and I listened to Joe's press press conference and he came in and you could tell he was very despondent. He, his voice was very low. He was very soft-spoken. But the more he got questioned and the more he got challenged, the more the, the Joe Judge that we know, not that he got angry, but he, he gave his, his usual, you know, week to week, we've got to get better. We've got to go back to work. We've got to do all those things that we've heard from Ben McAdoo, that we've heard from Pat Shermer, that we used to hear at the end of the Tom Coughlin era. We used to hear all of that. And then as he walked off the podium, he said, guys, it's going to be all right. We're going to be all right. And I just wanted to say, Joe, are you kidding me? There is nothing all right about any of this. And and, and I don't get it. I don't get how. I mean, it, it's almost like, oh, well, we lost another game. And, and it's almost like there's no urgency even from the head coach. And that that bothers me some. I don't know if it bothers you as well. Well, I have a slightly different perspective on that. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, to use my own personal experience when I was told I had cancer and, you know, when I told the, the news to my family and they were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, because cancer, usually people associate that with death. And I said, I'm going to be OK. I'm going to be all right. Even though at the time I wasn't, I knew I was going to be all right, just because I had control over what I could do, how I could get better. Now, this is just me spitballing here, but maybe Joe in saying that was a either trying to convince himself that things were going to be OK or b him quietly saying, OK, you know what, I'm going to do something about this finally, because enough is enough. I'd like to hope it's that because you're enough is enough. We can't have. You know, this team constantly shooting itself in the foot. We can't have this team screwing up and we can't have the coaching staff making the mistakes and the, and, and the questionable decisions that have helped 
to sink this ship so far. So maybe that was just Joe Judge just saying, okay, you know what? I know we've got a problem here, but it's going to be okay because I'm going to do something about it. That's what I hope so he, was, he meant. That, that could be true, Patty. But the question is, you know, what's to be done? Um, do we start firing assistant coaches? Do we start, do, do, you know, do the Giants replace Jason Garrett with Freddie Kitchens? Patrick Graham is a guy who last year seemed to have the magic touch. Everything that he, that he dialed up, everything he schemed up seemed to work as the season unfolded. This year, nothing he dials up seems to work. Seem, you know, the Giants, every time we get to two minutes, two and a half minutes, key drives, ends of half, ends of games, there are breakdowns all over the place. I mean, Atlanta went down for to get in position for a game-winning field goal yesterday in two plays. Uh, a bubble screen where there was one defender out there who could possibly make a play, and Rodarius Williams, a rookie, didn't make the play. And that went for 28 yards, and then a 25-yard pass to – to Kyle Pitts, where I don't know, maybe Jabril Peppers was supposed to be in coverage, but you know, being five to ten yards away is not really being in coverage. So I, I don't know, you know, w- w- what can be done at this point. I mean, Joe's preached discipline, and you know, for a year and a half, and we're not seeing discipline from the team. We're not seeing it from the coaching staff. We're not even seeing it from Joe for crying out loud, because we're you know the Giants are. They're wasting timeouts week after week, and and it's it's disconcerting. So, you know, if if it's you, Patty, what do you do? First thing you do is if you're the if you're Joe and the coaching staff, you look in the mirror. I mean, there are times when Joe just flat out gets too cute with his coaching, trying to outsmart the opponent, and you sit there and you say, Joe, dude, keep it simple. You know, the old kiss method, keep it simple, silly, you know? So that's the first thing, you know, look at these situations. Tell me, how is it, Ed, you know, that the first 30 or so plays of the game that Jason Garrett scripts, they, they look decent. And then all of a sudden it, it, the, the quality of football drops off a cliff. Explain to me how Kyle Rudolph, who you signed to be a red zone threat two weeks in a row now hasn't had a a red zone target and didn't even have a single pass target yesterday, despite the fact that they lost uh, Shepard and Slayton. These are some of the things that I look at coaching and, you know, in-game decisions, in-game adjustments. I don't think this team has been very good with adjusting to, you know, things that are thrown their way. The communication issue, you mentioned the wasted timeouts. You know, I went back and I looked at Joe's explanation for that he said well on one of them the headset was dropping okay well don't you use hand signals in case the headset goes out isn't that what most teams do so I'm just sorry there there are little things that when unexpected stuff comes up this coaching staff to me so far this year has been like what do we do you know (laughs) you know there's another thing that that I have been harping on Patty at Big Blue View that I I kind of crushed Joe for after the Washington game and I have to, and I have to be critical of him again after yesterday, Joe has to understand at some point that he, to me, that he, he's not coaching a team that has the 85 bears defense at some point in time, 
you have to start going for it on some of these fourth downs. There were three situations against Washington, including at the end of the game, you know, where I thought they should have taken at least one shot into the end zone, but they turned down two fourth and shorts inside Washington's 40. Again, on Sunday, I felt like you get to halftime, you're losing seven, six. There's no excitement in the crowd because the only, the only good thing they felt good about was the Eli ceremony. There's nothing happening. You're fourth and three or fourth and four at Atlanta's 39 yard line. And you punt. Yeah. And I don't understand it, Patty. Joe, it it amazes me how conservative he is in these situations. Go for it. All of the analytics that I looked up this morning point to the fact that you improve your chance to win the game significantly. If you go for it, even if you fail, you don't hurt your chances to to win to win the game. You you know even kick the fifty six yard field goal for crying out loud. You've got one of the best kickers in the league. You know, kick the fifty six yard field goal. He made one from fifty five the the week before. There's no reason in his home stadium he can't knock one in from fifty six. It wasn't a bad weather day. Instead, you pass up the opportunity and you punt the football. And I don't know about you, Patty. I mean, but I've said it, but I simply don't understand why he's so conservative. What the Giants needed right there was hope. They needed something to lift that crowd. They needed something to generate excitement. And a punt is not going to do it. You know, it almost screams that, hey, I don't have confidence in you guys to get this done. So I'm going to go with the safe call, you know, and I didn't get it either because you're right. They have a, a, a strong kicker, Graham Gano, who, who even if he misses it, OK, what's the worst that happens at that point? You still got another half of football to go. You know, I, I just I don't understand some of the calls he makes. It's like, well, you know what? Afraid. The, the thing that killed me, Patty, is, yeah, the punt was downed at the at the five yard line. But you know what? Three plays later, Atlanta was at the 40 anyway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, I, I just. Again, it goes back to, to situational football and coaching decisions. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and put the 0 and 3 on the players. It's not all on them. A lot of this is on the coaching and. The more you see these unfold, you know, <laughs> I remember in the preseason saying, oh, my God, why is Joe Judge, you know, going for it? You know, it, it's a meaningless game. Well, in, in games like this, in situations like this, you want to go for it. You're right. You want to generate some excitement in the crowd. Give them something to hope for. You know, if you don't make it, you know, what's he afraid of? That people are going to say, oh, you know, you stupid fool. You, you went for it and you shouldn't have. But if you no, make well- it, you look like a genius. When you're clearly the best, when you're clearly the better team, Patty, you can play that way. I think when you're clearly the better team, you can say, I'm just not taking any risk at all. I'm just going to punt the football, get a three and out from my defense, go line up and beat you on the next series. The Giants aren't good enough to play that way. You you want this team to develop some confidence. You have to show some confidence in it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to me, you know, Joe hasn't done that yet. And, 
like I said, I, I entered this season and I said that the first five days of the season were the most important ones for the Giants because they've started 0-2, I think, eight of the last nine years. And they, of course, lose both of those games. And now they go 0-3. And this fan base, Patty, everyone connected with the Giants, they, they just want some hope. They just want some optimism. They just want a shred of something to hang on to. You know what? Even even if the Giants had lost yesterday and and it was Kadarius Tony having a big day instead of Colin Johnson being the focal point of the offense, I think people would have walked out of the stadium with something to hang on to. And yet and yet after a couple of throws to to Tony early he disappeared. I don't even know how much he played in the second half. We got to watch CJ Board muff a kickoff, you know, instead of why not put Tony back there, you know, put him back there, throw him the football, see if he can create some excitement. Instead, you know, instead you're throwing the ball to Board and, and, and Colin Johnson and, 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 you know, and Evan Ingram who, you know, somebody somebody said to me last night after uh, a- after the game that that Ingram should probably just walk home. You know, it, and and I I hate to pick on the guy because I I love Ingram, but you know, as a as a person, I love Ingram. I mean, he's a stand up guy. He works hard. But my comment was, he shouldn't just walk home. He should just keep walking and walk right out of the state of New Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> I I. I hate to say it, but I feel the same way. I I like Evan as a person. I think he's a wonderful human being, but I am so done with him as a football player. I mean, not just the, the, you know, the drop pass, not just, you know, the fumble, but have you ever seen a tight end? So, and so struggle the way he does to find soft spots in zone coverage. Patty, I hate to I I hate to say this. I really hate to say this because it's to me. I think you know we're in our we're in our fifth year now with Evan Ingram, mm-hmm. and he hasn't gotten better. And, and I I've come to this conclusion, and, and I hate to say it because I think it's the worst thing you can say about an NFL player. But I look at Evan Ingram, and I think he's soft, and yeah. and and. And I, like I said, I hate to say it, but you know, how, how else do you explain, you know, all the nervousness in traffic, you know, getting the ball ripped out of his hand for no reason, you know, last night and, you know, most of his, most of his struggles, I mean, he, he dropped a pass yesterday where he was wide open and, you know, the ball not only went through his hands, I think it went through his legs too. It was kind of silly looking, but. But I, I just I don't know what else to say about Evan Ingram, yeah. but I think it's time for the Giants to move on. Yeah, I mean, in, in fairness, if you want to be fair, that ball wasn't thrown on target. But you know what? Most passes aren't on the money all the time. If it hits you in the hands, you got to make the catch. It's still Plain a softly simple. thrown. Yeah, it's Plain. still a softly thrown five yard pass that he exactly. has to catch. Exactly. And and if you can't make that catch, then guess what? You shouldn't be on the field. And. I don't know what it is that's wrong with Evan out there, but whatever he's training and all the hard work he's doing behind the scenes, it, it's not showing up, which makes you wonder, you know, because we, we hear about how hard the Giants work and how they're, pro, you know, making progress behind the scenes. And 
Why is it not showing up? Is it because maybe the coaches are trying to be a little bit too rosy with the picture they're painting? Is it because they're just not seeing things? I mean, I don't know the answer, but it is frustrating. And you're right, Evan, look, they're probably not going to re-sign him after this year anyway. Why not look to move him if he can? Maybe another team can get, get it out of him, you know, as far as that production that everybody thought he would be able to, to, uh, to bring. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I just find it sad, Patty, to be honest with you, that we're three games into this season and and we're already talking about players that the Giants should move on from, you know, players that, oh, maybe they can get something for this guy at the trade deadline. I mean, another name that pops into my head is Jabril Peppers, who probably Mm -hmm. won't be back next year, you know, and, and, and I find it instead of being optimistic instead of having something to, to hang on to and something to look forward to, we're already thinking about 2022. And, 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 and that's, that's just really sad, but it speaks to the state of this franchise. And, and, it, and so does John Mara getting booed at halftime of the Eli Manning ceremony. And I mean, I saw Eli trying to shush the crowd at that yeah. point, but, but, he just, you know. it, it just speaks to the state of the franchise at this point. Yeah. And, you know, I, I ran into Dave Gettleman. I think I was telling you this yesterday. I ran into him, you know, passing through on the hallway and I, you know, I stopped to talk to him just briefly. And if I tell you, Dave looks like he's aged a lot. You can tell mm-hmm. the weight of this season is really wearing down on him. I, and, y- and, you know, look, I like Dave. I think Dave's a good guy. And you know, I hope he continues to have good health, but I think back to the whole offensive line thing and, and I don't know about you, Ed, but to me, that almost spoke of arrogance. Like you guys don't know any better. We know, and we're going to be fine on the offensive line. And in retrospect, it just seemed like arrogance. It's like, we're going to be fine. Don't you got, you guys don't know what you're talking about. And I know you can't plan for injuries. You can't plan for guys retiring. But, you know, that's just an example of, you know, where maybe you should, okay, guys, look, I understand your, your perspective, but um, we're going to try it this way. I don't know. I would have taken a different approach, I guess, is what I'm saying. I wouldn't have said, oh, you know, we, we feel good about it. And, you know, your opinions are, don't, you know, I just felt like our opinions were dismissed, you know? Well, I think that 
that the decision they made is the one that they made and they had to defend it. You know, I, I, I passed by Dave yesterday as well. And, 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 you know, Dave just looked horrible. He, he had his head down. Like, like I want to disappear. I want to make sure nobody talks to me because, you know, because, because this is bad, it's getting worse, you know? And, and at this point I have no answers, but, you know, I, I didn't even, you know, I, I didn't even bother to try to interrupt him because he, you know, he just had this, you know, I, I just hope nobody knows this is me kind of look, on, you know, <laughs> but, but although he's kind of hard to miss, let's, yeah. let's be honest, but yeah, no, I but, hear you. I mean, with, with me, he, he actually stopped me. I was kind of surprised because I was, I just kind of walked by and I kind of waved to say hello and he stopped me. Hey, how you doing? You know, so, well, but well, anyway. you are, you are special, Patty. So. Well, we're part of the big C club, man. So that's, we've got that in common. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But uh, yeah, you know, I, there's just, unfortunately, there's just nothing positive, nothing really good to hang on to right now. And one of the things that I wrote is, you know, one of the shames of all of it is one of the big questions coming into the year was, would the Giants see improved play from Daniel Jones and the Giants are not scoring points, but I cannot, I cannot really pick on the play of Daniel Jones at all. I think that Daniel Jones has played well enough to win at least two football games. So to me, you know, the the Giants are getting good enough quarterback play to win. And, And to me, that's, that's one of the, you know, one of the shames of the whole mess is that was a big question, a big key. They're getting it. And just like they did for so many years, everything around him is now letting Daniel Jones down. Yeah, it's history repeating itself and not the best kind of history either. So, uh, so yeah, it's I don't know what the answer is. I mean, you can't keep firing people and starting from scratch every year because that doesn't do any good. But I think everybody needs to take a look in the mirror and say, okay, what have I contributed to this mess and how can I fix it going forward? And I think you start there. And if you can't come up with answers and turn this around over the next several weeks, that's when you weed out who has to go and who, who stays. And I think you're, you're absolutely right with the point you made earlier to me. I mean, you know, you've got dropped interceptions. The giants had three interceptions that they could have, they could have, come up with yesterday, including the one by Adoree Jackson in the end zone. That was just a crusher. But to me, when you make the mistakes that you've, that you continue to make, when you continue to have the same problems with timeouts, when you continue to not be able to figure out what coverage is to get into, or, or you continue to have breakdowns, you know, on, on defense to me, I was really, really high on this coaching staff that Joe Judge put together a year ago. And right now, I think I fully agree with you that this coaching staff has to look itself in the mirror because when you can't get guys lined up on defense, when you have to continue to waste timeouts because guys don't know what they're doing on offense and the play clock is about to run out, when all of those things are going on I, and you continue to make the same mistakes, the coaching staff has to look itself in the mirror and say, you know, what are we teaching? What are we doing? How can we simplify this? 
Are we asking these guys too much? Are we running too many players, you know, on and off the field, play after play? And, and, you know, and that that's really disconcerting for me is that to me, the coaching staff is just as much at fault as the players are at this point. Yeah. You know, I, I always say this, Ed, whenever you have a brand new coaching staff that has never worked together, usually the first year that staff will find some success. And then guess what? The rest of the league gets film on you and they, they say, okay, this is what you're doing. And they can de- establish, they can determine trends and, and habits and whatnot. And then they adjust. And then it's up to you as a staff to say, okay, how do we stay a step or two ahead of our competition? This coaching staff hasn't done that. And that's a problem. Yeah, it is, Patty. And unfortunately, there are uh, there are 14 more games of this to go at this point. Mm. Hopefully things get better. You know, we, we all want to see better football, Patty. You know, you and I have said for years it would be nice to cover a good football team. It would be nice to cover a team doing things well, doing things that that show some progress. Right now, we're not seeing it. We'll cross our fingers and 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 hope that that somewhere somehow we begin to see it. But but at this point, neither one of us has answers. It looks like the Giants don't have answers. And uh, it looks like we could be in for another long year. Patty, why don't you just let the folks know what you've got going on at Locked On, what you've got going on at Giants Country before I let you go. Yeah, so check us out on YouTube. The Locked On Pod, Locked On Giants podcast is over on YouTube. Today's show, Monday show, is David Turner. Um, coming up this week, we've got Ross Jackson from uh, Locked On Saints for the crossover. Uh, working on a few other guests. And of course we have our weekly Twitter mailbag. And then on Giants country, we're just doing analytical breakdown, um, have a couple of interviews coming up this week, including one exclusive that I'm really excited about that I hope to have up by the end of the week. Uh, So yeah, just check us out. We're publishing new stuff throughout the day, every day, seven days a week. And uh, there's no rest for the weary as I'm sure Ed, you know. No rest and, and and apparently Patty, no good football. <laughs> no, I, it's been a while, and you know I had a laugh because one of my Twitter followers sent me a, a DM last night, and he said, "You know your talents are being wasted on this team." He says, "You really deserve to be covering a good football team," and I'm like, "Man, it's been so long." And 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 you know, Ed, when you sit there and you start to pre- sometimes I pre-write the opening of my articles. And lately, I'm just in this habit of pre-writing for a loss and <laughs> barely have to change anything. <laughs> yeah, 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 Patty. I'm, 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 fam- I'm familiar with that. You know, I'm familiar with with having you know, Giants lose. You know, written five minutes before the game yeah. ends, and it's yeah. just it's sad. It anyway, is. anyway, Giants fans, thank you as always for listening. Please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Follow Big Blue View on Twitter. Check out our YouTube page, our Instagram page. Make sure you join the community at BigBlueView.com if you haven't done so already. Thank you for listening, Giants fans. Please remember to stay safe out there. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.